In today's show, it's the waiver wire. We're looking at it. We're looking at players to add, players you can drop, players you can, I don't know, do something with. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com and the promo code is locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. I don't think I did a really good way of selling the show um, before the cold open. Uh, we're going to drop an ad players or some shit. I don't know. Um, we're going to talk about waiver wire ads. We're going to talk about the most added players, whether it makes sense, the most dropped players, players that you could drop, players that you should have some hot names out there, and just general discussion around about 50 names I think we're going to talk about in today's show. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All righty then. The most added players in fantasy basketball. This is over the last 48 hours. Number one is the big sneeze, Precious Achua. I can't say I feel massively into that. Achua is a bad Category League fantasy player. He seems to be behind Chris Boucher and Christian Coloco at the moment. And yes, he will surely get a bump with um, Pascal Siakam out at least two weeks. The guy that I would prefer is the guy that's down this list further, and that is the wiki Chris Boucher. Now, he's probably gone in your league, and I get it. Chua might have some extra value there. But he is going to come off the bench, and he's probably going to be the seventh man behind Boucher. And then there is Otto Porter getting minutes off the bench as well. So, I mean, sure, but there are a lot of other options I'd prefer. He just, let's be honest, Precious has just struggled, hasn't he? Like, what's he done good this season? Not, he had a 22-rebound game against the Heat that made a lot of Heat fans. I can't believe that we traded this guy away for Kyle Lowry. We should have kept him over Bam. Like, the amount of nonsense that I saw coming out um, about Achua after that 22-rebound game. Now, to be fair to him... There is an opportunity here to post some bigger numbers, but I don't trust his efficiency, even though he is at 86 from the line this season, so that's a marked improvement. He's, of course, shooting 39% from the field. Um, But there is an opportunity for some bigger numbers for Precious. I just wouldn't have rushed to grab him with Boucher and Coloco ahead of him at the moment. I would rush for Larry Nance, though. Larry Nance consistently is getting more minutes than Jonas Valanciunas. It doesn't really matter to me that Brandon Ingram is back. To me, that's not really an issue. Nance plays basically exclusively at center. He might play occasionally at the four. Ingram doesn't really impact that. It's all about him getting minutes over Valanciunas. Now, there are going to be some nights where he plays 20 and Valanciunas plays 28. There are going to be nights where Larry Nance gets injured because his knees aren't particularly strong. But what he's doing at the moment, I think, makes him a really, really good option to have. And... You know, I, I wouldn't be leaving him on the waiver wire. So I, I do think that is a smart move. I, I would prioritize Nance personally 
over um, old mate, the big sneeze. Like Nancy is a top 75 player over the last two weeks, playing just 25 minutes a night. Like, and maybe he just sticks at 25 minutes a night. But you know, can I get a top 100 player there? Maybe. Another, another name. This is the guy that was in the thumbnail. Cameron Thomas. Cameron Thomas. We know there's a lot going on in Brooklyn. Kyrie's out. He's missed two games of his five-game suspension. Do we think he's going to be back after three games? I, I don't think so. Given that list of things that allegedly he has to um, fulfill to come back, I find it hard to believe that he would have undergone sensitivity training and completed it, met with the Jewish leaders and completed that, had the donation done, and then had Joe Sy convinced all within a week. Uh, it feels unlikely that he'll be back within five games. I don't know that. I know he's taken step one and made that apology, but it feels unlikely that he'll be back. Now, with Cam Thomas, the last couple of games have been good. Like They've, they've been really good. He is in that time frame. It's a like a two-day, three-day time frame, right? He is the 51st ranked player in those two games that he started per game. It is on the back of seven free throw attempts per game. So basically, he's averaging 19 points per game. He scored, I think, eight or nine of those points in the first game in garbage time in the fourth quarter when they were 30 points up against the, who was it against? The Wizards. Right, and if he didn't get to the line seven times a game, he wouldn't be really doing anything. So there are a few things there to look at, and you go, mm, I'm not sure. But in that close game against the Hornets, 21-4-4, and really strong. Steal on a block, and the free, 11 free throw attempts was great. But what do the minutes look like when Ben Simmons plays, which could be next game? I'm okay with adding Cam Thomas, especially if you need a boost in free throws. He's really good at that. He's actually had 10 assists over the last two games which is encouraging for a guy who really struggles with that. Look, he just doesn't get assists. But, you know, with Sumner, Mills, Curry, Harris, now Simmons in the mix. Now, he will get more minutes than Sumner. He's getting more minutes than Curry. Um, He's definitely getting more minutes than Mills. But with Simmons returning, how does that change things around? No problem adding Cameron. But there is a chance that the bubble will burst. And he won't play 30 minutes a night. And he won't average 19 points. He's at the 19 points and the free throws at 93% are the two big fantasy winners for him. And I'm just not sure he's going to get that volume. We will look at that. Reggie Jackson's been added. I mean, cool. Absolutely no reason to add him outside of streaming value for today. That is it. Chris Boucher, we talked about already. Kevin Love's been added. Love's big game. Now, maybe he, now part of this could be adding him because they play today as well. I'm recording this. The game hasn't started. It'll be soon. Uh, but his massive game came because Garland and Mitchell were out and he had like eight assists in that game. And he's just not going to have that sort of playmaking role most of the time. So I think he, he's okay to have in a 12-team league as a real back-end guy, but a lot of the time getting more value out of that position through streaming. Troy Brown. Surely that's just got to be because the Lakers play today. Brown is an okay rebounder and three-point streamer, but that's about it. And Javante Green, um, again, the Bulls play today. Good defensive stats guy, but not someone I'd be really massively focusing on to add in 12 10 leagues. The priorities here are Boucher and Nance, followed by Thomas and Achua, I think. That would be the order that I would look at those guys for longer-term value. Um, price picks. What is it? It's Daily Fantasy. That's straightforward. And if you want to, like me... Get in and really get involved in player projections. Price picks is going to be the um, the answer for you. Because instead of traditional daily fantasy where you create a lineup and you've got a salary cap and you've got um, 
I don't even know what I was trying to say. Yeah, sal- yeah salary cap, and you go up against thousands of different people. This is just you versus the player projections. Really, really simple stuff. You go in there and you have a look at the projections of Cam Thomas over under 12 and a half points. And you go over. And you look at Ben Simmons over under four and a half points. And you go under. And you combine up to five of those individual player projections in one lineup, and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee back. It's fast, it's easy, payouts are safe and fast as well. And this is available in over 30 US states and in Canada. But it's not just NBA. You don't have to just focus on Cam Thomas. You can focus on other sports as well. You can look at the big four, NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, disc golf, college sports, PGA, boxing, MMA, eSports. I've said that already. NASCAR. Um, what other things have they got on this list? Cricket. Um, European basketball. Tennis. So many different sports that you can get your action in on. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit. You know what? I don't like the word instant. You know why I struggle with it? Because I try to, I say things fast and I'm, Australians are lazy speakers. And instant requires a lot of mouth movement. And I'm just, I just let it roll. 100% instant deposit match. Instant, instant, instant. I don't need to say those T's. What are they for there? Just to, just their speed bumps. Instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 dues. Guys, after you finish listening to Locked On Fantasy Basketball, check out Locked On Sports today. It'll give you all of the highlights across the sports world in a really nice little show with all of the experts jumping on to give their takes on things that are going down. Let's have a look at the most dropped players in fantasy basketball leagues. Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, ride him off. Yep, he's done. See ya. Um, it, again, this is a guy that I like as a prospect that had showed out in Summer League, played really well in his first two games, and then started. And he went, all of those things, it's all about patterns, it's all about opportunity, it's all about uh, upside projection. So yeah, you add him. He's a, a good young player, a really strong value rookie, a guy that's displayed really good talent in preseason, in Summer League, and in his first two NBA games. And he's starting. You go, well, all of those things are an absolute recipe for adding. And then it was bad. And we saw two games, and you see you later. That's it. That's how you do it. Bye-bye, Jalen Williams. I'll catch up with you in March. See ya. Darren Fox went down. Davion Mitchell came in and played really well. I don't know how long Fox is going to be out with a bone bruise. I will add Davion Mitchell. It could be one game. It could be three months. I don't know, but I will add Davion Mitchell. Turns out it was one game. Mitchell was shit house, so now we drop him. Mitchell, also not a very good player. But when opportunity arises, this is the Tony Roten effect. The old TWE. You're not a good player, but if you're in a position to put up stats, that's what matters for fantasy. I reckon that might be a little bit of the Cam Thomas as well. That even if you're bad, which I think Davion is, that's why he plays 12 minutes a night most nights. When you're put into that position where you're going to generate numbers, you generate numbers. Unfortunately, he didn't. In one, He did in the half game. He didn't in the full game. But you say, see you later. A lot of people have been dropping Alexei Pokyshevsky. I don't know about that. He's been top 100 over the last week. He has missed with that injured shoulder. I get it. And he's not that high of a value upside player that you have to hold through injuries. But I'd be I'd be waiting to look on his status. And when he is available, I'd probably take another flyer on him. Najee Marshall, one of the most dropped players. Why was he rostered so highly? I, I know why. Because he put up those two like 39-minute games where he scored like 21 points and 18 points or something. Um, but everyone's back. He's not going to play. It's the easiest drop you'll ever find. Dennis Smith Jr., 
thank you for your service, sir. It's been an honor to deal with you uh, as a replacement for Terry Rogier. But Terry's back, and now you're hurt, so you can go. Lamelo Ball's return is coming. Cody Martin's return is coming. Gordon Hayward's return is coming. And Smith's going to play 17 minutes. We wanted to see what would happen with Smith. With Rogier back, how much they stagger them, how many minutes he gets. But he got hurt. Uh, you don't need to hold on to that. See you later. Bye. Open up the spot. Trey Murphy, one of the most dropped players. I tend to agree. I think they should give Trey Murphy 25 minutes a night. And the first game back from injury, he did get that and he was serviceable. But then he played 17 minutes. And if your role's going to go from 25 and 17 and go back and forward with everyone healthy, then it probably isn't worth holding. Now, I would definitely hold him over Mitchell or Williams or Marshall or Smith or even the last two names on this list, Winslow and Mann. I would hold Trey Murphy over all of those guys. There is some value there. But if you are desperate and he is going to be your worst player on your roster, that means droppable. So that's fine that he's a most dropped player. Justice Winslow, he was an interesting add as a replacement with Lillard and Simons out. Who knows when they're back, but Winslow's not a high-priority hold at all. And Trey Mann, look, just no. He's Even in those roles where he was starting, where Gideon Shea was out, he wasn't a top 200 player. And now he's way down the pecking order. I, again, he's not someone that I think is a very good player or a very good prospect. A lot of people will disagree on that because they'll say that he's got a bag and he's got a, he's a bucket and, you know, he's all that sort of stuff. Cool, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, so I'm going to be quicker on the trigger with Trey Man, but it appears everyone else is on the trigger here as his minutes have dwindled pretty considerably. This next list are players who are rostered in most leagues who I don't think necessarily have to. Do you have to drop them? No, do whatever you want. But if they are on your roster and you go, hmm, I've got someone good coming off IR, Terry Rozier, um, or I need to put someone, you know, I need to move things around. Like, do I need to hold these players? And the number one guy I've got on this list is Monte Morris, who has been bad. They've been without Dillon Wright, and they've got no other point guard, and he's playing like 24 to 25 minutes a night. He's a very low usage player. His assists are useful, and that might be enough reason to hold him. But upside, i never heard of her. Doesn't exist for this player. There's none. He doesn't do anything. I don't think that he's like a top 170 player so far this season. It's really just, I am desperate for assists. I'd hold him. That's really about it for Morris. Cole Anthony. Um, he's a limited fantasy player anyway. He's going to be out for weeks with this core oblique muscle tear. In that time, Jalen Suggs has returned. Markel Fultz might return. I don't think there's a 30-minute a, a night roll coming straight for Anthony when he returns. Absolute wasted unless he's in your injured slot. No point holding him. I would also put on the injured guy front here, Cam, Cam Johnson. We know he's having surgery. They have, unfortunately, not told us what sort of surgery. If it is the meniscus um, repair, that's the season over for Cam. If it's just a trim or a removal, then he could be back in six to eight. But, you know, six to eight minimum for a guy who's your 10th or 11th best player. If you don't have IR, you're not holding. I don't think. John Wall. Yes, he, he does get assists. This is true. But he is, what, the 200th ranked player this season in category leagues? I, I don't. Do you have to hold on to him? No. Like, there are still a million players who get minutes in front of him. Now, we'll see what happens today because Kanad is out and Kawhi is out, of course. So there might be some extra minutes. They might play him next to Reggie Jackson. But he is definitely held in too many leagues because of name va- name value. He can score okay. He gets some assists, and that has some value. But no threes, no steals, no blocks, bad field goals, bad free throws, no no rebounds. I think he's averaging 2.1. So he's really just like a one-to-two category player, and even his points are below average. 
So he's just being held on to wait. Oh, mate, John Wall's much better than Reggie Jackson. Just wait. He's going to play 30. I don't know that that's happening. It might. But do I want to wait for two months to wait for something that might not happen? I, I, I don't want to wait for that. Jalen McDaniels. Jalen McDaniels has been top 100 at points this season because he shot 70% from three. And then he had a five-steal, two-block game. And then Hayward went down. And then he was pushed into a 30-minute night roll. As soon as Rogier came back, he went straight to the bench. They started Dennis Smith and Rogier together. Um, now, there is a chance that if Haywood and Martin and Ball and Smith are all out next game, that he will start again. He probably will, in fact. But when you are looking longer term, not just what is happening today or tomorrow, Jalen McDaniels' ability to get 25 minutes a night seems really, really hard for me. How does he get it when he's going to be sharing bench minutes with Smith, with Ubre, and then himself and Big Dick Nick Richards? How does he find 25 a night coming off that bench? I, I, I honestly don't see how. The bottom four names on this list, the italicized names, for those of you watching on YouTube, these are more points league specific ones. I do not think that Jaden, the Timberwolves guy, Jaden McDaniels, I don't think he needs to be a must-roster 12-team points league player. His value comes in category league from getting steals and blocks. And in points leagues, those sort of players just don't matter that much. You need to have volume. You need to score. And he doesn't. And his minutes the last two games have been putrid whether through foul trouble or poor play, the fact that Kyle Anderson is playing much better and Torian Prince is, I wouldn't be shocked to see McDaniels get benched, to be honest, or play a 25-minute role instead of a 33-minute role. And then there's no value in him. It is a, It would be a hard call to drop him in a points league, but I think you can. Dennis Smith's on that list. I talked about him already. You can drop him. Brandon Clark, absolutely. He's not, even, he's not a 12-team category league guy either, but he's a clear points league drop, as is the rabbit hunter, Alex Caruso. Quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Car- Caruso is just a stream when Levine is out or Desumu's out, but he's playing like 22, 23 minutes a night. There's nowhere near enough value for him to be held in 12 10 leagues. And he's held in the majority of leagues. There's no need for that. Um, don't do it. On the flip side of things, players who are available. Now, it's not going to be in your league a lot of the time, but these guys are available in over 20% of Yahoo leagues. And they should be rostered in 100%. Let's go through them. Josh the Hitman Hart. I have mo- Even yesterday. Man, I, I need to drop Josh Hart. Like the guy had eight rebounds and seven assists and a steal. Yes, he shot like one of six for four points. But it doesn't matter. Like he is an absolute must roster player. I don't understand the the speed of people want to drop someone like that. Absolutely not. Kelly Olenek. Why? I guess we've got 25% of inactive leagues. What are we doing? Add him. Jabari Smith has dropped below 80% rostered. I find that foolish. I find it foolish. If he wasn't shooting like 31% from the field, he'd be a top 80 player. And I know he is shooting 31%, but I don't believe he will continue to. He's blocking shots. His rebounds are fine. He's hitting threes. He is sick at the moment. That is a clear add to me. And Nick Claxton is still available. I don't know why there either. Well, I don't know what... I don't know. I don't know how to explain that one. These guys... Uh, the next four guys are more are more must roster for points leagues, but if they are available in category leagues, I'd add them as well. Uh, especially the first three, Spencer Dinwiddie. He's like a top eighty points league guy, I reckon, rest of the season. But he's available. I I, I don't understand that. Jalen Suggs should be rostered everywhere. He's available in thirty five percent plus of leagues, categories and points. He should be rostered. Jaden Ivy. I know there's been some struggles for him over the last week or so, but he still should be on a roster. Him, um, Keegan Murray, Jabari Smith. They all have struggled over the last week. But I wouldn't be dropping these players. I would be holding on to them. 
And then Aaron Gordon, who in a points league, I, I would be holding on to him. Category league, he's very up and down. We know that. But these are still, I think, players, especially points leagues for Gordon, that I would be rostering. Let's look at some hot players, guys who over the last week are top 100, top 120 guys. And let's see if they're worth looking at. Grayson Allen, no, <laughs> simple as that. Grayson Allen had a really good game last time. He was benched for Marjon Beauchamp and he went off, but I don't care. This is deeper, deeper league, three-point streaming, that's it. Utah, Watanabe is top 100 over the last week. Why? Simmons is out. Is Simmons is back? I like Utah. He's not going to continue to do this. So I wouldn't bother with him in 12-10 leagues. Chuma OKK. No. He's had some good defensive games, for sure. He had that one really big offensive game against the Warriors. But otherwise, he's in like a 17, 18-minute-a-night role. He is, like at best, the seventh man, maybe eighth man on the Magic. That's not someone I care about in 12-10 leagues. Jeremiah Robinson-Earl. Hmm. The minutes are just too unreliable. He's a really good 14-team league player. He's a much better category league guy than points league guy, but I don't really see the need for him. Mason Plumley in a points league 12 team, I actually think he's not bad because he is getting those minutes, as we talked about. Steve Clifford is going to leave he- lean heavily on him. He's had a couple of double-doubles. He can add some assists in there. That is valuable in a points league. Even in a category league, when you're desperate for some big man's numbers, like those rebounds, Plumley can help you. As, as like, like nausea-inducing as that might be, Plumley can help you. And then Javante Green is a top 100 player. It's on the back of some really big defensive stats. I think he's a good stream for Sunday, as we've talked about. But outside of that, not really a 12-team league guy. And then some other names that are worth talking about. Bones Highland. The question, of course, surfaced yesterday. Man, Bones Highland is a must-add. That game that the Nuggets won, they won by like 30 points. It was garbage time. And he played really well. He looked, he was throwing flashy assists. He was scoring. But it was garbage time. He did so much of that damage. In that garbage time, I'm going to say garbage time again, but he kept doing stuff in garbage time, and that really did boost his numbers. So context of games, rather than just box scores, it is super important. Like Because, again, you look at those numbers that the big stiffy put up, and you go, oh, oh okay, well, I guess we're adding Bones Highland. I guess he found his groove. But Jamal Murray played 23 minutes. Like That's, that's not going to cut it, is it? Look, that's that's not how the rotation's going to go. Bone scored 11 points, 11 of his 24 in the final quarter. And he had six points in the final four minutes of the third quarter. All garbage time. This is all garbage time stuff, right? Jamal Murray didn't play from seven, like he didn't play the last 16 minutes of the game, Jamal. Bones did. So no, we're not adding Bones off the back of that. Santi Aldama is a name that's interesting. He's a drop. He's a great streamer. But days like today, I think they play today, don't they? Um, yeah, but that's it. He's not a 12-team hold. Max Struess. Jimmy Butler's been out. That's helping Struess. Victor Oladipo's been out. That's helping Struess. But I don't think that long-term is anything more than like a 14-team league guy with threes value. Walker Kessler, Onyekara Kongwu, Big Dick Nick Richards. Three backup centers who I don't really think have paths to being starters soon. Therefore, in a 10 or a 12-team league, I think they're just luxury holds. And you don't need to do it. I don't think Kessler's overtaking Vanderbilt. I don't think Richards is overtaking Plumlee. And I don't think Okongwu is overtaking Capella. Now, injuries would change this. But do you actually just want to... Are you holding someone just for injuries? I don't think so. RJ Hampton's put up some good numbers lately. 
I don't buy it for a second. I think he's shooting 57% from the field, which just he isn't going to do. So he's more of just a 16-team league guy. Well, Josh Richardson, we thought Josh Richardson would push into 28, 29 minutes with Josh Primo out, but he hasn't. They're giving Malachi Branham those minutes, um, and we're seeing you know, Vassal and Trey Jones uh, do their thing. So I think Richardson, while he was an interesting ad to see what happened, I don't think that he's a 12-team hold. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. Check out Locked On Sports today as well. And if you are on YouTube here, thumb it up, leave your comments down below. Flick the notification bell. Always feels nice when you do that. So just give it a little little knock there and uh, that'll tell you when a new video comes out. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.